0: We are sheltered in the arms of God. I hope all of you know what that feels like. I hope nobody is being challenged even today from fears that make us doubt whether or not we are sheltered in His arms. But if you should have come to this service with some of those doubts, I think the psalmist who wrote Psalm 91 will quickly erase those doubts and take those Fears away and those things that we needlessly worry about, and give them back to God as He shelters us in His loving arms. Now, in case you don't know what that exactly feels like, the psalmist wants to tell us what it feels like. Now, God is forever with his people but sometimes we find ourselves being more concerned about the things that affect us in this life than those things that we're going to be rewarded with in the next yet all along the way God is trying to instruct us and God is trying to tell us that this needless fear and worry that we have was conquered at the cross and it was conquered by our faith at the cross and we can always run back to the cross because it's available to all of the children of God but just listen this this actually is the last uh, two verses of Psalm 91 you know how I like to start at the end and get back to the beginning Uh, but listen because this is God's speaking to one of His children. This is God speaking to a believer who has the ability to be filled with faith and to overcome every issue that you may be struggling with in this life. Nothing is too hard for God. But listen to these two last verses as if God were speaking it into your heart this morning. Because... He has said, or she has set their love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver them, and I will set them on high because they have known my name. And he shall call, or they shall call upon me, and I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will deliver them and honor them with a long life. I will satisfy them and show them day after day after day my salvation. That ought to calm all your fears right there. That is a wonderful wonderful promise from God. And like so many of the promises of God we see examples and God is going to give us a multitude of those examples in this 91st Psalm this morning. Um, Some we could identify biblically, um, but all of them we can identify in our own personal lives. (laughs) I like a psalm like that. People go to the psalms for that very purpose because it was written by someone just like you And has gone through many of the same things that you have gone through, or maybe are going through today. So it becomes very relevant to us, and it speaks to our heart a lot of times, like other passages might not. So let's look at how the abiding presence of God in our life can overcome all of the fears that Satan wants to throw at us. Verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge And my fortress, my God, him I will trust. I mean, we could just talk about this verse throughout the whole sermon this morning because I guess if you notice Scripture, you see what's before your eyes, he uses four different names for God in those two verses. The Most High, the Almighty, the Lord, my God. Those are names you should never forget. And you know, when we, when, we, uh, uh, when we call upon God, we need to be reminded of who He is, just as it said in verse 15. Uh, my people shall call upon me, and I will answer them. And when you call him by all of those names and you recognize that all of those names point to different weaknesses in the flesh and weaknesses that we're going to struggle with somewhere along the way and we need God in a unique kind of way, he is always there. Your fears, my fears, those fears over there and those fears in the back are all going to be different. And God is going to come to you in many different ways and you will think of him in many different terms. And so it is for the, for the writer of this psalm. And you know, he, he dwells in a secret place. Sometimes we have to go to a secret place. Jamie was telling about a good friend of hers at church, and uh, uh, her, her parents were on a, on a motorhome. They'd gotten a motorhome, and they were traveling, and she was resting in the right-hand seat, without a seat belt and he hit the brakes a little too hard and it threw her down into the, into the stairwell leading out of the, uh, of the motor home and since that day she had been dying and this past week she passed away as a matter of fact her this afternoon but the story that Jamie was telling me was about that lady's husband. It has just been a traumatic event for him. And I think we can understand why that is. He would say to himself, I killed my wife. That would be the feeling, that would be the burden that he has been carrying now for these last several weeks. as just almost day by day. She slipped away from him. And then one night this past week, the family got together, and they wanted to get together and say their goodbyes because she had just, was just disappearing, slipping deeper and deeper into a coma. So they sat down at the bedside, and her husband says, I can't do that. Their children says, I can't sit here and tell her goodbye. Got up, walked out of that room. Simply saying, it's just too much for me. About an hour later, he came back. And he said, I went to be with God. Where? In a secret place. A secret place that I have not been as much as I should have been. But I went to a secret place, and I'm okay. I can tell her goodbye. He told her goodbye. They loved her. She took three short breaths and died. It's amazing how God can work in a secret place and will reveal himself to us with the power of his presence that makes almost anything we would find Impossible. It suddenly becomes possible because of his love and his grace and our faith and our trust. So when things in this world just seem to overwhelm you, go to the secret place. If you don't know where it is, find it. It is God's secret place and it may be difficult for you to find but he will find you when you get there. That is the way God overcomes so many of these tragedies and heartbreaks and fears and doubts and uncertainty and bitterness that God can bring into people's hearts. Go to that secret place Surely he shall, excuse me, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Boy, is that good news? (laughs) There's no better news than that. You know, I'm up here, and you say, well, you're up there by yourself. No, I'm not up here by myself. I can look down and there's my shadow. And if I'm over here, it comes with me. If I'm over there, it comes with me. And that's the relationship we have with God. That's what the Scriptures tell us. We shall abide in that, that, that secret place under the shadows of the Almighty, the powerful one who can do whatever it is that we need in our lives we are never very far away from God and never will be, listen to me, never will be unless we choose to be. But when we acknowledge this, we, we are reminded how powerful He is and how ever-present He is, no matter the circumstances. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge, the place I go for comfort, and my fortress, the place I go for protection, especially against the wicked one, the deceiver, Satan himself, that wants doubt and fear and misunderstanding to come into our lives. But I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, my all-powerful God. In him I will, what? Trust. You know, when you bring faith and obedience together, it makes for a beautiful word, trust. Trust. Trust always trust god to know best in your life and surely it says there in verse 3 surely he shall deliver you it says from the snare of the fowler you know <clears throat> you know what that is that's fear <laughs> and we ought to be have some healthy fear but Satan is always trying to entrap us. And he uses the difficult times of life when we are honestly at our weakest to spring the trap. And suddenly we feel like we feel like we're just helpless. We feel like we're bound. We feel like a bird caught in a net. If you go back to Psalm 31, you can see that story. Where do I turn? How do I escape? How can I get this off of my mind? It's going to literally destroy me. But surely he shall deliver you from this fear and from the serious pestilence, serious illness, Serious times of weakness. That's why we have to pray for people. A lot of times they're too weak to pray for themselves. I think we've all been there at times. That we just can't get our arms around whatever it is that we are going through in this life. So surely He will deliver you from Fear, and he will deliver you from all of the things that beset you physically. And he shall cover you, Diane, with his wings. She was playing under his wings this morning. Oh, my goodness, how little chicks love to run under that mother hen's wings. It is that kind of place for them And as the psalmist has already told us, we've got to have that place. If we're going to survive this old world and all that we deal with, we must have that place. And He will cover us. Cover us, literally, completely cover us under the wings where we can take refuge and we can find it to be a safe place not only a secret place but a safe place away from all of those things that beset us how do we do that a lot of times his truth shall be your shield and your buckler you know that shield if you hold it up it turns aside all the fiery darts of the devil but now that buckler remains in place to protect the vital organs i mean most of our policemen coley you put on a buckler every time you put on a, a bulletproof vest don't you in other words it wraps that part of your body up in something that cannot be penetrated it gives you great protection and this is where it says the truth of god's word The truth of God's Word will be your shield and your buckler. And you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow, those piercing attacks sometimes that come against us by day, nor of the sickness that often walks in darkness, I know many of you have gone through kind of what I have gone through and kind of saying, you know, well, what's that old cancer doing in my body tonight? And what's going to be the end result of that? And am I ever going to escape it? Oh, yes, you can escape it. Now, you may escape it to the most beautiful place you've ever seen, or you may Escaping to come back with some of the most beautiful people you know. But you will escape. As a child of God, you will escape. And you need not even ever worry or be concerned, not for one second. My, my good friend Earl Bain, he would always say, Preacher, sometimes I get up and I wake up at the night and I just got this big eye. I said, big eye? He said, yeah. He says, my problem seems so much bigger in the middle of the night. You ever been through that? But God's there in the middle of the night too. That's what He promises us. You shall not be afraid by night. You shall not worry about the accusations by day, nor the sickness that walks in the darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. We just don't know what's coming. But isn't it good to know that God is always prepared And he always reminds you of his presence. And even though you may find yourself neglecting God at times and slipping further away from God than you ought to ever come, ever get. Just like that husband I I was telling you about a little bit ago. He said, I had to get a place and go into his presence. And that would give him peace because he sought it out. And he went to that secret place and he found God's presence. I don't know if he found it in the Word. I don't know if he found it in prayer. I don't know if God just bathed him in his presence. And sheltered him in his arms as we were singing just a few moments ago. But within an hour, God has changed his bitterness back to what his wife would have wanted. And that was love. That's where God is always bringing us back to. And he's prepared in the morning. He's prepared in the evening. He's prepared at noon. He's prepared at supper time. He is prepared all night long just waiting for us to call upon him and lay those things those fears those doubts those uncertainties to lay them down and then we get into an interesting part of this psalm and verse seven a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand now you know i've often wondered about that i was never in the military But I'll tell you, I respect all of those who have served. I cannot even begin to imagine what it must have been like uh, to hit the beaches of Normandy and to see this fulfilled right before my eyes. A thousand may fall at your side and a thousand at your right hand. Every war story says exactly the same thing men that I care about, men that I respect, they're falling all around me and somehow I just keep going. I don't give up, I just keep going. And I don't feel the bullets that I know I ought to feel. I just try to keep going. Now, how do they do that? A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand death. I mean, and it really is all around us. It's been all around us in this pandemic. I mean, not a single one of us can say we didn't know somebody uh, who's, it, it, you know, who was who, attacked by COVID. But for many of us, what it says here, but somehow, some way, it just never came near. I didn't have COVID. I just had cancer. (laughs) I don't know. Everybody got something. But it shall not come near because only with your eyes shall you look and see the wicked reward or the reward of the wicked. What is the reward of the wicked? The wages of sin is what? Death. Death. You're not going to see it. You're not going to see death. You're not coming to your funeral. No, no, no. It'll probably be two or three days after your imminent death when you leave this body. And while everybody else is broken and sad and and looking at death from a very different perspective, let me tell you, you're going to be looking as a child of God, you're going to be looking at death as the only way you could ever get to glory, the only way you could ever see Jesus face to face and see a Heavenly Father who loves you and see those seven spirits of God spread before the throne of God that we've been talking about on Wednesday nights, and Wednesday mornings. Only with your eyes shall you look and see and understand. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. And there's a day coming when evil can no longer befall you, Nor any plague come near you. No evil, no darkness, no sin, no pain, no suffering, no sickness, no diseases, none of that. For those, amen. Even for those who have made the Lord our refuge. We're not just, you know, we see it, we see it with our eyes what befalls. Those who, who 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 are facing, um, those who are facing, that reward of the wicked. Hey, listen, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near you. Why? For he shall. Kevin, he shall give you his angel army. He will put your angel army in charge over you. Now you don't have to believe in angels. Why don't you work on it for a little bit? Why don't you study it a little bit? Why don't you look around at the lives of believers and what they go through in those last days as compared to those who do not have a Savior, a place of refuge, a secret place, a God who brings you comfort in those kind of times. Because you see, angels, and I know you've heard me say it a million times and I'll say it a million more, they are ministering spirits to those who will one day inherit eternal life. And once you become a child of the king, he gives that angel army charge over you. That's what the word says. And whoa, what a glorious, victorious moment that is going to be. But it gets even better in verse 11. For he shall give his angel army charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. Now let's just ask ourselves, what are our ways? I pray that our ways are God's ways. No matter where we go, no matter what we do, that our ways are God's ways. You know, Jonah got angry. Sunday school lesson today. I confessed to the class. That's one of the hardest things I deal with in my life anger. Anger about little things, things that don't matter. I get angry with myself. I just, you know, it just sometimes just, ugh. I get angry about traffic, you know. I get angry about, about, Folks that that, that just, you know, just sometimes just amble through this world in slow motion, and I'm trying to go 100 miles an hour. But you see, these ministering spirits, they're there to keep you in all of your ways. And two or three of us were talking at the end of the Sunday school lesson, and I said, uh, I just want to throw a wrench into the works. Jesus got angry. And I said, Phew. "Because God's angel armies are always there, bringing you back to the way you know that's right." Another old song: "The way of the cross leads home." And certainly it does. The way of the cross leads home. And and, and, and do you know when we recognize that? That in those moments, not only do we know God's ways, but the scriptures say in their hands, in the hands of the angel armies, they shall bear you up above those circumstances that made you angry. And so it was for Jesus, whether it was the temple or whether it was the cross, angel armies that could have destroyed all of Jesus' enemies. They lifted him up that he could fulfill the way God had prepared for him and for us. That we could have eternal life verse 14 again that's where we started that's where he is speaking to us because you have set your love upon god you love him today i mean you love him with all your heart you love him with all your soul you love him with all your mind you'd love him with all your strength you love your neighbor as much as you love yourself you know, that's a good question but because you have set your love upon God therefore God says I will deliver you I will deliver you in those times and I will set you on high because you have known my name. Aren't you glad you know the name of God? And not only is it, is, is, is not only is it the ones we, we looked at there, the Most High, the Almighty, uh, God Himself, um, Fortress, Refuge, all of those names of God. but the one that we remember most is Jesus. You see, Jesus came and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory of God and all of the fullness that goes with that, full of grace and full of truth. That's the lives that we have. And this person, you as a child of God, as a believer, you shall call upon me, God says, and I will answer you. He's just waiting for you to ask, just waiting for you to get to that secret place, just waiting to acknowledge him for who he is, and you're willing to call upon him and he will answer you and he will be with us in time of trouble and he will deliver us and honor us with a long life i will satisfy you i'll tell you we've got some folk in this room today that have lived long lives and i'm telling you that's a good sign that you have satisfied your God and that your God that your God comes to you in that secret place that you are able to travel under his shadow that you are willing to say he is my refuge and my fortress and you can say my God in him will I trust And that's all we can ask for. That takes away the fear. That takes away the doubt. That takes away any uncertainty we may have. Maybe this morning you need to go to the secret place with God on behalf of one of your children, maybe a grandchild. Maybe you need to go to that secret place of God because of a broken relationship that you have had somewhere in the past that you just simply cannot escape. You need to go to that secret place of God where you can find His shadow and His wings and His love and His power and can heal you completely. And you can know. You can know that He is going to honor you because you are one of his children. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Psalm 91. It is a secret place for us to go. And probably I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I don't go there as often as I need to. Lord, I'm going to start going there more often than I have been, but you make an awful lot of promises when we find your presence in that secret place. Now, Lord, I know that some will say, "Well, that's just spiritual." <laughs> it is just spiritual but the work of the Spirit in the hearts and lives of people is the only thing that really matters. And the only thing that's going to take away all of the heartbreak of the storms that we have seen in recent days and take away the fear that may have been our companion across many decades. Lord, I pray we will come And we will come with love and forgiveness and praise and thanksgiving because you never forget about those of us who are your children. You never have and you never will. Lord, if we need to find that secret place, I pray that we would hasten, that we would hasten to it and even if we don't seem to be able to find it, when we do get there, you're going to come to us. And that's going to be our secret place where we share the deepest and the most profound hopes and dreams and fears and all of the things that make us who we are because you do care. And no one, no one ever cared for us like you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to stand as Kevin leads us. <laughs> just keep on following. The tough times are coming. The heartaches, the disappointments, the things that allow fear to creep in. But, hey, just keep on following. And when you need him most, he'll find you. That's for sure.